Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theatre nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. Help us keep the dice rolling by supporting the Fantasy Fantasia podcast on Patreon by becoming a supporter, roleplay hero, or weaver of worlds on our Patreon, you will receive benefits such as Patreon-exclusive one-shots and side quests, free-to-download battle maps and world maps, and even voting power in what comes next in our campaigns. My name is Avery Melosh, and I will be your Dungeon Master for tonight's episode of Dungeons & Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fighter Things Club headed into the old Valendian Museum, now known as Deadwell. Once a proud institution of historical research, ancient artifacts, and the study of magic, Deadwell is now a place of despair, lost spirits, and hideous monstrosities. Having just rescued their companion Geriad from being eaten by a giant spider, the group entered the main halls of Deadwell in search of two things. First, the spirit of the champion of the Great War, from which they hope to obtain the Ritual of Destruction to be used later for the Kyber Shards. And second, to find Geriad's father, who beckoned him to Deadwell to give him an important message. Along the way, they found the common room, and Velvet helped himself to a couple bottles of alcohol, one with a lovely maple flavor, the other so rancid it became poisonous. They then continued into the Hall of Artifacts, or as they coined, the gift shop, but to their disappointment did not find any artifacts. Instead, they discovered a largely destroyed hall with indications of an ancient battle between humanoids and something monstrous. After the Hall of Artifacts, they continued into the Hall of Magic, finding it to be severely overgrown with rotting and dead plants, with an especially rotten mound of vegetation in the middle of the room. After some investigation, they saw the center mound seemed to be the source of the rotten greens, leaking out like a slowly spreading disease. Geriad, being a man of action, walked right up to the plant and quickly came to realize it was alive as it swallowed him whole into its rotting body. A quick fight occurred, which resulted in the group moving on to the next room, as Velvet had cast a successful fear spell on the shambling mound, bringing to life in its imagination a terrifying fire dog, threatening it to move into the corner of the room. From there, they finally reached the catacombs. They interacted with a few ghosts along the way, offering them advice on their unfinished business that haunted them, tethering them to the material plane, until finally, they came across the ghost of Geriad's dead father, which brings us to tonight's session. I'm not sure how you would react, but you immediately notice that there's a spirit sitting on the floor 
a dwarven <laughs> spirit meditating with his hands just calmly on his knees and he looks a lot like you just without a brand i approach the i approach the uh spirit and i kind of slowly walk around like 180 it so i can see its face with my bow uh always always grasped to my hand Lena holds everybody else back, so it's, he kind of has this moment to himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is definitely your father. And mm-hmm. as you look him in the face, his eyes flutter open, and he just calmly looks back at you. I, uh, I, I get into the same meditating position as him and stare. Okay. So the others, you see Gary sit down and stare at him as well. And the conversation that's about to take place, you actually don't hear it. It's more of a conversation between the minds. Nice. Um, as he's just talking to Gyriad specifically. Okay. Gyriad, I've spent a long time to get into contact with you. I must share with you what I know. The fate of the citizens of Ildichester depend on it. The very fate of the people who have brandished me a traitor. Their people is led by a false king. One who is not as he appears to be. Do not blame them, Gyriad. They helped raise you. I understand, father. My time is short. I must make this as succinct as possible. All think him to be a wise and fearless king, but his wisdom has fallen prey to greed, his pride. As the tales tell, Ildichester almost did not exist. Many centuries back, the city was attacked by an ancient dragon living under the mountain and almost destroyed. But Ildichester prevailed and managed to send it back to the depths. But when you were just a wee dwarf, a strange dwarf came to Ildichester one night and sought audience with the king. Since that day, the king, he... He changed, he slowly became crueler and obsessed with the idea of everyone having to dig down, dig deeper, dig deeper. I began investigating. Until one day I managed to sneak through the king's fortress and overhear a conversation he was having with the strange dwarf. I discovered their plan was to resurrect this ancient dragon and have it under the king's control. But before I could find out why, I was discovered. The king, he, he took me prisoner. The strange dwarf suggested they shoot me with an arrow and peg the blame on you to get rid of you so you wouldn't come looking for me. After you were gone, they killed me, Gyriad. Suddenly, um, Gyriad, um, his face starts to get veiny and angry, and he doesn't, he doesn't say anything quite yet. And, and um, he, it's, it's like he's almost trying to hold back tears. Uh, he, he's gonna keep letting you talk until you're done. Basically. Sure. He he sees you. You begin to swell up a little bit. He says, "I raised you to be strong, son. But you are powerful, not just strong. This power you have it runs through your blood, Kyrie. It's it's a magic passed down from your mother." Lake Hera. And I'm sorry I never brought her up before. I truly am. He starts to, like, pant a little bit. But you can keep talking. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he's just going to keep going, then, for sure. <laughs> I suppose I owe you a bit of a story. Your mother left when you were very little. She had magical abilities, which was looked down upon in Ildichester. She wanted us all to leave for the family to pick up and find somewhere else to live safe. But I could not leave my people. I was a servant to them. I played an important role. I could not just pick up and go. So, I stayed and she left. And I chose for you to stay with me. She is the reason you have magic, Kyriad. She's the reason you are unlike any dwarf before you. I remained behind as a spirit with unfinished business, as the rest of these souls are, so I could contact you one last time. You must return to Ildichester, Gyriad. Your people depend on you. Do me proud, son. I know you will. And he disappears, like the and other that, spirits have as well. So Gyriad suddenly stands up and goes, but what of the dragon? And now he's starting to speak out loud, right? Yes. But what of the dragon? And what of my mother? Dragon. What does it all mean? And then he starts, and he, st- he literally shoots three arrows, pew, 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 <laughs> where he's standing, and, he start, and then he throws the bow, and he starts punching where, where, the, where the ghost was, and he just keeps hitting the ground, and he doesn't stop. He's just keep, he's going to just keep punching the ground and, until his hand bleeds, I guess, and then keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Um... Should we help him? Yes. Yeah, Bree's gonna run up and try to like grab his restrain hand. him so he doesn't hurt yeah. himself. Yeah. Do you do you resist, Garyad? Uh, wait. Well, what? Sorry. So Sai goes over to Garyad and, and yeah, tries to and restrain his arm so he doesn't. Uh, um. So I, you don't. I I don't resist really. Like I mean, like I. I just, I suddenly come to as I, and he starts to speak some dwarvish like. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, as soon as you grab him, he just mm-hmm. kind of stops. He picks up his bow. Um, wh- did the arrows break? I'm guessing they did. Yes, they uh, okay. cracked against stone. Okay, so he uh, kicks away the arrows, and he goes, "We must go." And then he keeps, and he just walks forward. <laughs> Are you okay? What happened? Does not answer. He just keeps walking. Uh-oh. Okay, that seemed like a rather personal. He kind of gets close to Sai and says, "Sai, I, I don't think, I think you got it. Well, I, and he's on a bear, so he's like, I, I level with Sai. Sai, I think we might want to just let this be. <laughs> it's not every day you see the ghost of your dead father. Trust me, I have yet to see the ghost of my dead father. So I can tell it's not every day. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> not wrong. Lena catches up with Gyriad and just says, "Where do you want to go to?" I'm heading to the town of my people immediately. Uh, wait, now? Wait, wait, we, we, we got a dungeon to crawl. Are you not crawling anymore? <laughs> we will crawl through this dungeon. We will go through it, and then we will head to Idlechester. Uh, okay, well, at least we're going through the dungeon. Uh, I love ahead. a good plan. This is cool. <laughs> Let's forge ahead, then. And, and, uh... Perhaps we could help him with the hands, you know, little little healing magic. Yeah. Avery, do you want me to take damage for that? Because I can. No, nah, it's okay. Okay. Just good role-playing moment. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Nice. 
uh, Breed, does your, uh, is your god directional thing still, still, still working? Uh, mm-hmm. Bree kind of closes her eyes and centers herself again. Is she still feeling that pull from Mistra? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she turns back to them and nods and you starts following it again. God compass. That's what I meant to say. Velvet says, God compass. No, oh, that's good. I should have a song called God compass. Nice. <laughs> 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 All right. He just starts like, he just starts strumming like as, as the bear is walking, just thinking about God compass. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> so Bree, you're continued to be led through the catacombs. You travel for another seven to 10 minutes or so through. And finally you come to a door. It is a beautiful marble door. And on the door it said, it is inscribed on a plate, the hall of the gods. And you know this to be one room before the hall of heroes. Okay. Um, I uh, <laughs> start to open the door. Yay! And we go home And that's tonight's (laughs) session Okay. You enter the hall of the gods It is dimly lit in most of the hall And what little light there is Is being given off by a few torches Just scattered throughout The firelight reflects off of the marble White walls and pillars The pillars which fade into darkness above The ceiling is so high that even those with dark vision Cannot see the end of it As you begin to take steps in Your footsteps echo throughout the hall, and it seems very, very quiet. And Lena, the itch at the back of your head grows like an ominous warning, almost. So throughout the hall, there are various marble bases, on top of which you can see the remains of statues made of marble. Everything is marble. And each one you pass is completely destroyed in one way or another, either sitting as a pile of rubble to the side or the base is just missing entirely, ripped out of the earth, until you come across one statue that is completely intact. You look up at it and the statue depicts a woman in this dominatrix-like leather outfit and (laughs) wearing a black helmet with pigtailed hair poking out through the top, and she's holding a clawed flail. And on the marble base, there's a plaque that reads, Leviatar, goddess of pain. Uh, Lena kind of rubs the back of her neck and says, guys, uh, something doesn't seem right here. I can't explain it, but something doesn't seem right. Is it the fact that the only statue that's intact is the pain statue? Is is, is, is yeah. it, it? Does it have to do with that? <laughs> uh, no, I, I I can't explain it. I just uh, I just it's a feeling. It's a feeling. Lena looks around. Does she notice anything? Like now that Theo's kind of given her that kind of warning, does she kind of like looks around the room with her dark vision that she shouldn't have? And uh, does she does she notice anything? <laughs> does she see anything? So the room is. Just these decrepit bases made of marble and these stone, uh, these marble pillars as well. You cannot see a damn living thing if that's specifically what you're lo- looking for or, mm. or anything sort of. There's yeah. just this darkness that hangs above you, this ominous void of black hanging in the ceiling. When you look up to the ceiling, though, I will say your itch grows a little, a little itchier. <laughs> a little bit. Lena looks up and goes, oh no. <laughs> She's kind of mutters to herself and keeps an eye on the ceiling as her friends are kind of looking at this statue. 
Yeah, Velvet's going to peel away from the statue for a second. And Avery, you said that the other statues are destroyed, right? Every single one. Every single one. Is there one that looks like, uh, maybe this will be like an investigation, but we're looking for one that looks like it got the most of the hate treatment. Hmm. Like one that was like decimated to nothing versus one that have just been like toppled. You won't even have to roll as you're scanning the room. Like the all of them are so destroyed. There's really no telling which is more than the other. They're completely in shambles. Lena's uh, Lena's going to take out her great axe and almost ready in action. And she's just going to keep staring at the ceiling. And she doesn't she keeps looking up, but she yells. She whispers to the group. She's like, I think we should leave. I think we should get to the next room. No, I, I, I tend to agree with you. And, and don't touch the statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bree nods and says, we should go. Lena, mm-hmm. what are you looking at? I, don't, I just feel like there's... I don't know. I just, I think, I think something might be up there. And she has her great axe out and she still hasn't moved and she's just standing, staring up. <laughs> and Side so looks up and do we see anything? Do we hear anything? Not a sound. Not I think we sound. should just go. I think... I think we should mm-hmm. just leave. Why? But 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 why are the gods destroyed? What 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 the what the fuck happened here? Velvet <laughs> says he's like, what the fuck happened here? Like there were uh, there were dead bodies. A tree came to life, and, and now Velvet, there's no gods except Velvet, the god does it of matter? pain. No, but it does matter. I I to see if this this goddess of pain comes to life. I I I I'm I'm with uh, Lena here. I I think we should move over to the next next room. I mean, she's kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. There's something about it just mm, mm. Maybe it's the flail. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pigtails, isn't it? Oh, my God. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's a bit of A, a bit of B. <laughs> uh, so oh, so we're not going to... We're, we're just going to go? I mean, I, I trust you. I don't feel anything, but I definitely don't mm. like this Le- place. Lena mumbles to Theo and just says, should we leave? Yes. Yes. Yes, we should go. Bree, do you, do you feel a pull that we should leave? Bree closes her eyes and focuses. The pull is gone. It was your guide to get here, you think, and now that you are here, it's uh, dispersed. Okay, guys, I'm getting something. We need to leave. We I need to leave trust now. Lena on this one. I, I trust Lena. I think. Just go. I just start walking. Stop talking. Just walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As we're heading over, I think Velvet says, I think it's actually more scary, Bree, that you don't feel it. Almost as if your God's presence is gone. Mm. Bree looks at him and mm-hmm. says, Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the broken statues. Sorry. <laughs> just. Oh. Lena's keeping her eyes on the ceiling and is like slowly backing up last to like let all of her friends through. Yeah, so you guys continue through the room. It's uh, much smaller than, it's probably the same size as the great entrance, I would say. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, oh you it... thought it was something, didn't you? Oh, that <laughs> was actually got scared. <laughs> that was such a good scene, and just nothing happened. Oh, that was great when the music provides. So you get to the end of the room, and there is a large marble door with these giant circular latched door handles, and inscribed on the door in this huge etching, it says the Hall of Heroes. And you can see that in the door. There is a large keyhole as well. Hmm. But no key. Is the door locked? Yeah. <laughs> it's so high, Velvet, you cannot even reach. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, uh, Wait, you're on top of your bear, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Nope, you can reach. Uh, you pull. <laughs> locked. 
And Velvet turns around and says, anyone else think the key is back in the creepy room? And he just um, like, puts his head in his hands. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> I, I'm going to cast Knock. Ooh. Okay. Target is held okay. shut by a mundane lock. Uh, becomes unlocked, unstuck, or unbarred. Um, it's magical as well. It works on magical uh, locks. It, yeah, but I'll just say, if, it, if it's arcane lock, uh, it, the spell is suppressed for 10 minutes. So... Um, and I think it's just I cast it. I don't have to do anything. Okay. Say, also, say fun fact about knock: uh, when the cast oh, no. is when the spell is cast, a loud knocking sound no. audible from as far as yes. three hundred feet away emanates no. from the target object. Okay. <laughs> so say you you cast oh, knock. No. Oh no! Knock knock knock. <laughs> do you do you knock on the lock? Yeah, I'll knock on the lock. <laughs> so you press your knuckles to the lock, and instantly this huge, like I'll add it in post, but like <laughs> emanates through this marble room, and it, it echoes for so long because there's just nothing holding the sound back. It keeps bouncing off the walls. This was a bad idea. <laughs> Lena whips around. She's like, "Are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> Velvet honestly oh, just takes a sip sorry. and says, we're all going to die. He <laughs> just takes a big swing. Lena looks back immediately back to the ceiling. Hey, look, the door's open. Nice job, side. This was a bit of a give and take moment, I feel Wait, like. Wait, does the door open? <laughs> yeah, does the door open? The marble door <laughs> opens. Yes! Yes! The, yes! Now, go, let's run. At okay. the, yeah, so, go, go ahead. Um, yep. Real quick, I'm, I, um, in an instant, I cast Pass Without Trace. Okay. So, um, a veil of shadows and, and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from detection. For the duration, each creature you choose, so I choose all of you, within 30 <laughs> feet of you, including me, has a 10, plus 10 bonus to dex, and oh, wow. can't be tracked except by magical yeah. means. Ooh. Nice. Yes. All right. Oh, I feel tingly. So, ooh, ooh. you guys open these marble doors, and you're immediately stopped. Because... Ooh. You open the door and you see that there's this wall of light blue energy and it looks paper thin that extend that extends across the entirety of the giant doorframe. Hmm. And there's a very oh. subtle buzz to it. You can see into the so, room though. Okay. So it's like a, like a force field kind of keeping us back. In a way, we yeah. Don't know. Hmm. Can I try to cast dispel magic on it? Yes, you can. Okay. Mm, nice. Wait, before I grab I grab her hand. And I go, wait, dispelling magic. Will that mean it dispels my magic? Mm. She turns to Geriot and telepathically says, uh, no, I can choose what I want it to affect. Your magic will be safe. I let her, I, I, I let go. So because this is a, a stronger spell. Yeah, I have to make an, okay, yeah, I have to make an ability check. <laughs> yes, I do. I, yeah. So uh, I just don't know what ability specific. I guess it's your spell casting ability, whatever that is. Oh, okay, so wisdom? Yeah, so give me a uh, wisdom check. Okay. That's a 17. Oh my god, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay, so <laughs> you cast the Dispel Magic on it, and it takes a lot more force than you might have thought originally, and you concentrate and concentrate and concentrate on this force field, and immediately... <laughs> The, the force field gets dispelled around the doorframe and you see into the room that this force field it begins retracting and quickly retracts back through the walls and all the way back to this little yellow point of light at the end of the room 100 feet away now oh, wow. right when that happens 
Nice job, Bree. Thank you. <laughs> First of all, nice. that was great. Uh, Teamwork. One of those things where you're like, oh, I didn't think of that. Um, so, right in this moment, a buzzing begins to fill the room, like the flapping of wings. And Lena, you oh. see it first because you're looking. But out of the darkness above you, you see this large creature slowly start to float down. And it has these giant insect-like wings protruding out of its back with milky white dry skin tightly stretched over its somewhat human-like skeleton. It boasts a skull-like head with a sharp with sharp bony horns and long sharp teeth protruding from its long mouth and it lands on the floor with two long sharp front hands and two sharp clawed back talons very very sharp beast run yeah. <laughs> um, lena's just saying run and <laughs> and swinging side to side between its wings looks like the tail of a scorpion it's oh, good. it stretches forward and shrieks as its teeth extend out of its mouth in your direction and then recede back in and it begins moving towards you guys. What do you do? So, Avery, can this thing see us? Yes. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, so, the, it yeah. it knows you're there because it's been watching you the whole time. So, yeah, kind of. Mm, mm. All right. Um, so, we're all together, right? Yes, you are. Okay. Could I cast Magic Circle around us? How long does it take, Steph? It's a casting time of a minute, so I can yeah. start prepping it, I guess. But it would basically kind of potentially protect us from the thing. It, like, disallows certain types of beings to enter your circle, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah celestials, elementals, fae, fiends, or undead. Um, they can't willingly enter the circle. Um, they have disadvantage on attack rolls against targets within the circle. If they try to use teleportation or interplanar travel to try to get in, it has to make a charisma saving throw. Otherwise, they cannot willingly enter by non-magical means. But it, take, but it takes a minute to cast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you're, are you going to begin casting that, Bri? Yes, I want to begin casting that. Wait, Avery, is there a door to into 10? Yeah, it's open like, now. We just opened it. Yeah, yeah, so we could just, just go in and close it. Oh, right? Yeah, Val, yeah, yeah. yeah. Val, starts backing through through the door, and he's like, "Yep, well, yeah. uh, this okay, is yeah, fun." Then in that case, and I don't need. Lena's to, just okay. whispering, "Run!" run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Sai is just booking it as fast as he can. Yeah, through I, the door. I feel like there's like a, like a Fellowship of the Rings moment of like, "Run!" <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. Well, I mean, Velvet's not running. The bear is. So let's be honest. <laughs> right. I think Lena's gonna ready in action though. She's she's last, and she's got her great axe out. And the minute it tries to attack them, she's gonna attack back. Okay. So you guys all begin moving in through the big marble doors and you go to close them. They're pretty heavy, so they're going to take a little bit of time to close. This thing starts lurching toward you guys, shrieking and opening its mouth. You're almost about to close this door and it reaches its hands in. And who's all helping with the door? I uh, me, me and the bear, uh, for sure. Uh, and Sai is, too. And Sai. And then what's Everybody. the strength of this thing? Everybody's just cr- yeah, all okay, pushing okay. on the door. Yeah, if we're, if we're all in, then I'm assuming everybody is. Yeah. Okay, so I need you all. I need, I need one of you, and I'll let you choose who to make a strength, an athletics roll. Uh, I'm pretty good at that. I yeah, think, go I think ahead. it's clear that not you me. should be. Yeah. I'm not good. My, my, my bear it's has 20... plus four strength. I don't know how much you have, Carla. I rolled a 25. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> now let me roll its strength. 
Okay, so it begins pushing against you guys and you guys are holding down the fort. The bear is roaring and trying to bludgeon this door to get it to close and it just keeps the door open for a little bit and then you manage to close the marble door on its hand and three of its long clawed fingers actually get chopped off and land on the ground and begin to sizzle. Lena picks one up. Lena picks one up for sure. (laughs) What is going on here? Velvet like freaks out. Why are we being hunted? So Lena, I need you to, it's clearly acidic looking like you're going to pick it up. Oh, okay. Like it's literally like on the ground. Oh, okay. If it's doing that, she goes, oh, darn. I mean, if you give it a minute, it it might stop. Like, (laughs) (laughs) she rips off a piece of her of her skirt, wrap around it. Okay, that'll work. So, you congratulations, you have the finger of a bone devil. Beautiful. Wow, that sounds like a terrifying creature. Um, Um, I take my dagger and uh, uh, look at one of the fingers, and I just take the nail. Like, I cut off, and I just take the nail. Is that possible? Absolutely. All right, and And it's pretty long. The nails are its claws. So this thing is about. The nail is about a foot long itself. And I and I, I just put it in my <laughs> satchel and I keep walking. Congratulations, you have the fingernail of a bone devil. <laughs> <laughs> Velvet says, uh, you know, we're getting really good at this running away thing, everyone. From someone who's <laughs> an expert so in funny. it, we're all getting real good. <laughs> yes. Good job, team. <laughs> Look how much less dead we are. Good, right? <laughs> So <laughs> you're welcome. I probably woke him up, but you're welcome. We made it in this room. <laughs> so this is the Hall of Heroes, right, Avery? Yes, it is. OK, well, the velvet's going to turn around and survey the room. Yeah. Yeah. So uno momento. OK, so you finally enter the room as the Hall of Heroes. And as you enter, um, you see that the room it's in. Oh, Okay, so something I need to add about the detail of the blue force field-like thing going down. You also heard the crashing of debris, and some of you saw as you were running through that, like, as this force field went away and receded to the back of the room, items, debris, wood, stone, boulders were all floating in the air, and they dropped to the ground as it receded Mm. with it, and now everything's crashed on the ground again. So so the whole room, this is the room that is in the most disarray. There's just rubble and stone and debris everywhere. And it used to be floating, but now it no longer is. Uh, Bree, did you mess something up when you got rid of that blue force field? I I don't know. I've never really had to do that before. I didn't notice anything odd about it. We, we saw where the force field kind of receded to, correct? Yes, so the other thing that is most notable about the room is that at the end of the room you there's a small yellow light about 100 feet away. Sai's going to walk very slowly and carefully up to that little yellow light. Can I see what what's... Uh, proje- is it like projection or is it... So I assume you all start moving it? forward toward it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. As you get closer, you notice that um, the yellow light is actually a spirit. And oh. it is holding a yellow kyber shard. You see oh. the spirit is that of a teenage boy, no older than probably 15. And he's wearing silver and golden plate armor of elven design. And he has a frosted sword at his side. As you get closer, you notice that half of his face is burnt. And you can see the tendons of his jaw and his mm. chin bones protruding from his otherwise soft features. And his eyes are bright and big. 
Sai um, says, hello there. Who are you? <laughs> you know, I was thinking of giving you a hand, but it seemed you had everything handled. Oh. I am Vardis, champion of the mm. Great War, or so I've come to be known as. <laughs> I am Velvet Smooth Chords, therapist to spirits, he says. Never heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I began to believe people had forgotten there was a kyber shard here. I'm glad you guys showed up. It's been a while since oh, I've yes. talked to other people. Hello. Hello. Hi. Lena's eager, remembering what Theo says, and kind of steps out in front and says, yes, we're, we're here to take the shard and, and collect them all. We've got to catch them all, one might say. <laughs> may, we, may, we ha- may, may we have it. Um, he holds it to his chest close for a moment. He says, so it's true what I felt. They're trying once again. Mm. Bree steps forward and said, yes, they are. We've been sent here to learn from you about the ritual that could stop them Ah. from being able to achieve their plans. Mm -hmm. Well, if you came here looking for the ritual, I'm sorry to tell you that it it is not in Deadwell. Where is it? It was... Buried with me. It is in my coffin in my tomb. It's very far to the northeast in Crystalfall. It's in the icy wastelands. What is your spirit doing here then, pal? I have an answer for this. I wrote it down. One second. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, when I died, I was given a choice. A choice to move on with the other great champions of our history or to stay in this world and serve a purpose. Now... Knowing the importance of these kyber shards and having been at the Great War myself, I decided that when I died, I would stay to protect the shard held here. Monsters became attracted to the shard's power on display here in the museum, and so they overtook it, hoping to steal the shard away. I locked the shard away in here and have been maintaining an old forbidden spell to ensure nothing evil can travel into this room. And you've <laughs> done a good job at that. How, how do I know that I can trust your power, though? The shards are dangerous. Lena's like, I have souvenirs about from a bunch of the, the beasts we fought. We have one of the shards already. They were it was entrusted to us. Um, in response to you, Lena, he points to his jaw and his burnt side. He says, as do I. So you're also a great warrior. <laughs> he kind of looks down at, his, at himself and all his glory. He's like, well, well, yeah. <laughs> Lena's trying so hard to be social and charming, but she's so bad at it. <laughs> All right, Bree, Bree go ahead. At, Bree looks at him and says, "You can trust us. We we have one of the shards already. It was entrusted to us, and we are determined to stop this horrible ritual that they want to do with them from happening." Hmm. I do sense great power in you, Halfling. And you, and he looks back to you, Lena. You as well, but... And he kind of looks down for a moment. Or rather, he looks to the others with a sort of squinting eye, almost suspicious looking. He says, I hope your friend treats you well. Wait, who does she say that to? He says that to you. (gasps) Uh... You're meddling with some dark powers. I would tread carefully. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I think you're mistaken. 
Sai looks at Lena. Yeah, 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 like Velvet answers back. Yeah, Velvet's Very actually going to step in and go, Velvet goes, it's okay, I'm not that dark. Come on, it's okay. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yes. I know I'm a bad boy, but come on. Yes, Velvet. Yep, that's you. I was not mm. talking to you, Gnome. Oh, God. I'm talking well, to her. have to make it all a race thing, but okay. <laughs> Bree turns to him and says, what do you sense? Oh, She's been uh, nothing but a friend to us. Do you know the feeling you had when you walked into the previous room with that bone devil? Mm-hmm. Something along the lines of that, but I don't want to spoil her secret. She clearly is holding it close to her chest, so I'll leave that to you okay. guys to decide. <laughs> That's okay, no there's, longer there's, a secret. <laughs> there, yeah, this, uh, there's... There's nothing. It's really, it's nothing. It's just, it's, it's nothing. I think this, uh, yeah. maybe, okay, Bree's can we have the shard? Very suspicious and she's just staring at Lena this whole time. He looks to you guys and he says, if this truly is your quest and you truly wish to stop these things from happening, then I believe you should know what you're up against so that if you do not want to undertake this job, you may turn. Not all of us can be great champions after all. Thank you. I think we'd like to know as much as we can. Tens of thousands of years ago, the Lords of Dust were trying to resurrect a demon lord who goes by the name of Rak Tulkesh. Rak Tulkesh. And Lena, at the mention of that name, the itch in your head begins to grow. Rak Tulkesh is a fearsome demon lord from the depths of the Nine Hells. He is the incarnation of impulses that drives many mortals to battle. Fear, greed, hatred. When I saw him last, he he took on the form of a dragon, vaguely, but twisted by demonic rage. He covered in black weapons, pierced through his bleeding flesh, and a featureless face covered in sharply curved horns. He is the epitome of your nightmares, as is his servant, Lord Thana, who gave me this. Mm. And he strokes his face one more time. Hmm. We know this name. <laughs> Lena's heart drops at the mention of uh, what what he looks like. A little bit when she hears <laughs> the what the humanoid creature looked like. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So moving on. Oh. Uh, he yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he says, Lord Thana gave me this gift as I cast a final shard into the silver flame, thus stopping. Raktokesh from being resurrected. But to my knowledge, she is back. And they're trying once again. Yes. We've mm-hmm. seen her. Yeah, she's got crazy whip skills. Like, S- nuts. S- it's impressive, almost, if you weren't terrified, wouldn't you? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely paid a little. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I will give you this shard. And I hope you do well with it, and I hope you stop these things from happening, as I cannot help you. Thank you. We, we appreciate your trust. Bree turns to the group and says, would you like me to do with this shard what I did with the other? No. No, I think... <laughs> Not unless we have another mean, 30 I, minutes to this episode <laughs> to be added. Um, and she looks, at, she looks at Lena and then looks back at the group and she says, I think it would be a good idea. Mm. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for consistency, so you know. I, I, I think uh, you know we we still have many shards to do to go. I, I think let's stick to uh, what we know, and we can decide for future ones. But I think we need to keep this safe. 
So yes, I, I, I agree. Let's, uh, can, uh, Velvet, can you summon your hut? Oh, yeah. Velvet pulls up his gear, <laughs> and from, from now on, this is the spell that's gonna bring up the hut. It's like, Velvet's home! It's a place where you can fuck! And then it just, like, pops up. <laughs> oh, and yeah, oh, Bree, Bree turns and says, um, thank you, Velvet. And then says, is it okay if I go in alone again? Uh, yes. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, mm. how, do you mind bringing me out a cup of wine? I'm parched. <laughs> I can do that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, um, he turns to the elf guy. He turns to the spirit. Do you want some wine, pal? I wish. Oh, uh, well, okay. All right. Um, so Bree takes the, the shard from him. Yeah, he does. He hands it to you. And she says thank you to him and kind of bows a little bit and then goes into Velvet's tent. And she is going to place the shard beside the other one and also cast Nistel's magic aura on both of them again. Amazing. Yeah, because you've been consistently doing that. Yeah, so that they're not... um, They appear to be non-magical. So anyone who is trying to detect any magic from the shards won't be able to. Perfect. Love it. As she's doing that, Lena like walks away from the group and her heart's pounding and she's like getting angry just that, that this spirit called out something that she feels he doesn't understand and knows mm-hmm. that Theo doesn't want anyone knowing. And she's just like kind of off in the back, just kind of pacing to herself because she's freaking out that, you know, she's going to break Theo's okay trust. If I, can I can I approach? Yeah. So let's say uh, Avery, is that is that cool or whatever? Um, I'm not gonna um, say no. <laughs> of course. Sai <laughs> so 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 was Gir- going to, but Sai sees Giriad yeah. and lets him yeah. do it. Giriad <laughs> Gir- appro- approaches and uh, puts his hand, uh, crosses his hands, and goes, "Are are you okay?" Uh, uh, not really. I wasn't expecting that guy to just. Uh, say something out loud like that and he doesn't understand it and now everyone has the wrong idea and it's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. <clears throat> Why is it frustrating? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I can't say and that's the problem. I cannot say and it's frustrating but he's wrong. He is wrong, I think. I, I know, no, he's wrong. He's wrong. Whether the spirit is wrong or not. Is he a spirit, Avery? Yes, he is. Whether the spirit is wrong or not, all I know is one thing. You are a good person. And more importantly, you are a good friend. She kind of stops, she kind of, she stops pacing at that and then looks at him. And lets him continue. (laughs) You feel that you have learned something different about yourself and maybe you have doubts. I have also learned something about myself today, and now I have doubts. Maybe you and I are one of the same. And uh, he puts his hand on your shoulder. I am sorry that you, if you feel, uh, any, any, and he tries to find the words, ostracized, because I certainly feel ostracized too she puts a hand on his shoulder and just says thank you I needed to hear that and it's good to know I'm not alone and I'm 
I'm sorry about your dad. He, uh, he's, he, he doesn't take it personally, but he starts to have this angry look in his face, uh, mm. and he doesn't, like, he kind of, like, backs off a little bit, it, not in a, like, a demeaning way, he kind of looks at you with, like, but it, for the first time ever, you see something different, you see Giriot's eyes become sad, and almost tear a little bit. She takes her hand away immediately, kind of sensing that he, he might be feeling that way, knowing the feeling all too well from past experiences not that long ago. And she kind of like looks away, giving him a bit of privacy, and says, "But thank you, Garriott. I I needed to hear that." I'm glad to be of assistance. And uh, he kind of like goes to walk away, but he stops. And he turns around and he says, "I struggled for a long time with surviving, and no matter what you." fighting. You, you do not stop, and you never give up. I know it's not the perfect answer, but maybe it's what you need to hear. And then he walks away. Hey. Hmm? She stops him. Okay, so he turns around. <laughs> it's exactly what I need to hear, and I, I understand. And then she kind of starts walking with him a little bit back to the group. And Bree's coming out from the tent now, and she's got a, a glass of wine for Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ah, thank you. So he says to, to Bree, is it hidden? Is it done? Yes, it is. Good. Velvet's hut. It's a place that you did fuck. And then it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> that is a jingle. Even the spirit, he you see a half smile grow on his face. Hey, see? There you go. You'll remember me now, right? Velvet smooth chords. Mm. If you wish, I can use the last of my power to transport you guys to anywhere you would like in the world. Idol Chester. <laughs> well, 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 hold on. Oh, oh, Velvet oh, hold looks on. and Velvet looks at the um uh, well, uh, he, he doesn't have the directory with him, but Vel, uh, because there's that one room that we uh, mm -hmm. hadn't gone into. So Velvet actually points to because um, Avery, it, I, I can't see here that 10 has connected under this mystery thing. Mm -hmm. But it, it, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Elfie friend, mm. there was a missing part in the directory that we assume was number 11. It, does it attach to this room? He holds his hand out, and the sm this small orb of light, almost like your dancing lights, produces, produces from his hand, and it gently floats to the corner of the room, and you see, yes, it does. Ooh. Um, I look at Gary and I say, all for visiting hometowns, super fun, had a great time at Lena's hometown. Um, hey. That was sarcasm. But <laughs> uh, we should probably give this thing a clean sweep, because still, you know, there could be a gift shop. Like a real gift shop. I need, I need, I need to retcon what I said. He can't transport you anywhere in the world. That, that I've decided that's that's all too much. He can transport you outside of Deadwell within fifty kilometers. Okay. Oh God. Okay, okay. that's that's more. <laughs> no, I was so after after what Velvet said, Bree, Bree turns to him, and telepathically she says to him, "There could also be a reason why that room isn't on the map anymore." I turn to look at the elf. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a treasury. 
Yes! <laughs> Velvet starts like air humping. Like he stands up on, on the bear and starts dancing. I knew it. I knew it. He, he says to you guys, when you have finished your business here in Deadwell, come to me and I will transport you out of here. And once I transport you, my business here is done. I am no longer protecting the shard. You are. So let me know. And he kind of just sits on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. You are truly a hero and a valiant warrior. Well, I wouldn't want to send you back at that thing. It's a, it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Let's go we'd shopping. Like to avoid that. Thank you. We, we appreciate the trust you've placed in us, and we'll do everything in our power to make sure that they are not able to complete their ritual. Mm-hmm. I trust your words. As the group goes in, I'm assuming everyone goes in, Lena's going to stop... Um, hoping that no one notices and, and wants to just go back and say one or two more words to this spirit. Yeah, you have a moment alone with him for sure. Mm-hmm. So she kind of like waits for the group to leave and, and then turns around to him and says, you're wrong about what you sense. You shouldn't say things you don't understand. Unfortunately, I think I understand all too well and it is you who knows nothing. No, no, I... <laughs> What I have is, 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 is someone who, it's, it's, and she's like struggling. She doesn't want to give it away, but she just says, it's, it's family. It's, it's family. You don't understand. Believe what you will, but something as dangerous as you possess should be made known to your friends if you wish for them to stay alive. It's not dangerous and I can't say anything. I swore I wouldn't. If that is your choice, that is your choice. I'm no longer a part of this world. Just know that your actions will have the most severe of consequences. And of that, I am sure. Lena just stares completely conflicted and then slowly turns around and starts walking away and then does like an over-the-shoulder like glance back again and slowly walks into the the treasury and during that conversation he wasn't even assertive or or tense he was he he seemed almost sad yeah and i think that was frustrating lena more (laughs) than he was just so chill about it he knows it's just beyond his control Mm. so you guys continue Mm. into the treasury here we go! <laughs> Only uh-huh. took us two monsters and a few dead spirits and ha ha! Alright, so you guys enter this hallway. It's a very dark hallway and you come into the treasury. Hey! Huzzah! Oh wait, no you don't. Retcon, sorry. Okay. What? So, <laughs> you guys, it's actually a torture room. You guys walk down the hallway and you come to a door. The door has this face in it and the face looks at you with a quizzical smile and you see on the, on the door there are three riddles Ooh. <laughs> answer me and treasure you will see it says okay the first riddle okay. dripping deep in the heart it flows it trickles through the cracks and glows what is it dripping through the heart it flows Dripping deep in the heart? What, yes. What? Uh, oh, um, no. Um, no, Velvet, Velvet, like, whispers so the door can't hear. What if it's lava? I was thinking lava, too. Yes. Yeah. It glows. Yeah, it glows and it trickles in deep in the heart. Like, like the earth. Like the and heart Velvet of the points earth. out. Get it? All right. You make a good I mean, point. I'm... No. I look at the face and I go, 
And I look back. Wait, do you not want, do you not wish to answer immediately? I just sent it out for a group consensus. Just to see <laughs> Lava. I, I answer. I look at the face. <laughs> and that first little, the text of it gently glows a, a nice golden color. Yes. Oh, All right, job. bring them on. Let's go. Number two. I fall, touch the earth, and die. Yet once again, I rise. What am I? I fall, touch the earth, and die. Water. Snow? Water. Yeah, it could be snow or rain or... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah um, well, well, because it dies. So maybe a snowflake. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah like a snowflake yeah. or snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It glows again. The second yes! riddle. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. We're really good at this. We should take up a trivia. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> and the final riddle. All around me, only space, and stars make up my brilliant face. What am I? All around me, only space. space. Around me, only space? Space, yep. Star, At, stars make up face? Uh, a, a galaxy? As you say galaxy out loud, the third one glows. Yes! <laughs> We've earned this treasure. And mm. the face, the smile grows a little bigger as you hear stone <laughs> shifting and the door opens for you guys. So... It's funny, I wrote all that before our last uh, Monster Heart session, uh, Eric. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, funny. <laughs> it's a riddle week. That's hilarious. Hey. That's all right. This, this episode will come out first, so it'll seem like oh. I, I, I ripped it off from you. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, so you enter the treasury, and you see it's not a great hall of any sort, but a sizable room that is still completely intact, albeit yes. empty. The the shelves and cases and chests are all open and ransacked. And as you look around, there are two things that you notice that remain in the room. One, you see an axe. It is a great axe. And it has the head of a ram on the opposite side of the blade. And in the ram's eyes are two rubies. Oh, sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I assume you picked that up right away, Lena. (laughs) Yeah, Lena walks up quietly and just grabs it. Okay, so you just picked up the silvered axe of the ram. Ooh. So what it's going to do, are you ready to write this down? Yep. It's going to add two to your weapon attacks and damage. It is silvered. Okay. So any enemy that is... What's the word? Vulnerable to silver. Um, Obviously, it'll take that, so it's silvered. And... When you roll a crit, it also pushes the enemy back 10 feet. Yeah. Nice. With, with cool. no opportunity attack. They just get pushed back 10 feet automatically, hence the ram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ramming them away. <laughs> so there you go. Yay. The only other thing you see you. is in the center of the room, in a glass case, perfectly untouched, is a golden goblet. It shimmers lightly, almost as if giving off its own radiance and luminescence, and it has intricate designs etched around the rim and base. Velvet gives the bear a hiya and kind of goes, goes uh, I forgot it. you're on the bear again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining this. Oh, that's funny. And, uh, I look at the glass case and I go, um, so it look, like, does it look like there's any opening or does it look like it's totally sealed around? Um, you, looking at it, you can see that it's just as simple as lifting off the glass. Okay, yeah, I, I'm just going to have the bear give it a whack. Okay, so the bear just takes a swing and the glass shatters immediately. The goblet oh. flies off the pedestal and just hits the ground with a ting, 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 and rolls in a circle a couple times 
and comes to a stop. Okay, not as graceful, Mr. Bear, but that's okay. Velvet jumps down and picks up the goblet and goes, and uh, I look at it and I show it up to everyone else. Uh, Is anyone with some magic mojo kind of read this and see what's up about it? Um, And Sai goes over there and uh, should I do an arcana check? Yes, roll arcana. Okay, arcana, arcana. Um, that is a 14. 14. So it definitely mm-hmm. radiates magic, but you can't tell if it's good or bad. Um, can Bree try? Yes, go for it. Okay. So would that be Arcana again? Yes. Okay. 15 plus 3, 18. So you take a look at it as well, Bree. And while size like, this thing's definitely magic, you get the sense that this thing is definitely magic and no bueno. Oh. <laughs> I, I look at... Everyone, and especially Velvet, I, I'm not getting a good sense from this. But it's such it's, a pretty cup. Look at it. No, the, the magic. The magic is bad. There's something bad about it. What if I just put it in my hut? No, Velvet. No, the the magic is bad. The magic is bad. Yeah, I would not put but, it near the shards. But it's. I, but it's. We will get you a nice cup somewhere else. Now put it back. Um, okay. Would anybody like to spend some time with the goblet to identify what's going on with it specifically? I will. Yeah, Velvet wants to. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'll let Velvet do it. Okay. So, um, we're going to fast track this. I'll just say you spend some time with the Velvet, and what you come to learn about this thing is that it is a goblet of greatest inconvenience. <laughs> you're, so, you're not sure what it's going to do, but, oh boy, is it inconvenient. So, so like, like, do you mean like stuff's going to come out of it that's inconvenient? <laughs> you don't know. You just know this thing will inconvenience you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Velvet, Velvet goes, uh, as, as he's, okay, so, so kind of like rewind, Velvet will go, okay, you know what? Just let me give it a little look-see, okay? And then I'll put it back. I'm just curious, that's all. And Velvet, like, goes behind the bear and kind of makes a bunch of, like, like rummaging sounds and stuff, <laughs> and he drops the goblet on the ground, and uh, so you can hear it clang, goes, all right, that's it, and quietly picks it back up and tucks it in, in his pouch and jumps on the bear and goes, all right, I left it, it's gone. <laughs> oh my god! So, so, so you? I'm just, just thinking about it as an offensive tool to give it away to someone, and just think how much worse their day's gonna be. <gasps> oh. I'm just thinking of it as like a like like if someone right? tries to like steal some, if it'd be like, okay, fine, here you can have this really good goblet, and then they're gonna get fucked. It, it does have a specific uh, effect that it is going to employ a velvet, but uh, you'll just come to realize it when it happens, essentially. Oh, this seems like oh, this no. seems too fun. So, yeah, yeah. So, oh so Velvet's just going to look and he's going to uh, he's going to go. Oh, don't worry, everyone. I threw it away. Turns out goblet of inconvenience. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life, you know? Mm, yes. No, we, we, we don't need that with us. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, I think we've right. enough we're dealing with right now. Do I have to roll for deceive, Avery, or is it? Yeah. Do the others choose to believe you based off what he just did? Um, roll for deception. Okay, okay, long, okay. We'll we'll we've been to such roll. a long, long day. I don't believe you. You know. Right. Oh, that's a 20, uh, 24. Everybody, everybody else? You. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can be as suspicious as you want, but like, he seems convincing. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, you know, Velvet wouldn't, uh, wouldn't take something that would inconvenience him. He's not the type to, to, the inconvenience so I, I precisely yeah okay in, in this room avery <laughs> mm-hmm. is there like anything that i would notice 
No, it's completely barren, except for those two items, essentially. It's uh, long ransacked and well-kept. Hmm. Uh, okay. Too bad. Hmm. Well, it would have been cool. And it but... goes to the library. <laughs> yes, I was just about to say, <laughs> there's my treasure. <laughs> and there, oh, and, the, and does, it, does it link with the courtyard, Avery? Uh, uh, no, oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Oh, it doesn't? Okay. Too bad, we could go back to the Shambling Mass. Sure. <laughs> Go say hi to our plant friend. Uh, do you guys want to return to the champion, or do, do you wish to further explore? You could do either; it doesn't matter. Oh, I, I kind of. Well, we haven't the seen library. the courtyard We're or the so library. Close. Come on, let's hundred percent this. Oh my lord! Okay, I'm going to the library. <laughs> so, so I just start walking to the library. Um, oh, but there's three entrances. But yeah. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So Avery. that's so funny. What's the deal with the three entrances? Is this going to be a... So you come into the Valendian Library. You emerge from the hallway on the furthest left on the map there of the three. Okay. Uh, it's a massive hexagonal-shaped room. It's two stories tall, it, and it is largely tattered and destroyed. But you see cool. uh, there are collapsed and barely standing sh- bookshelves still holding on. Mm. Uh, there's paper scattered everywhere. There are broken tables. And, yeah, it seems to be the remnants of a library, a great library. Um mm-hmm nearby when you walk in you notice that there's this large wheel with tags of coated parchment attached to it and if you were to look at it and spin it you could see that it kind of has like the list of selections and uh the list of sections in the library and listings of where things are at Ooh, okay uh, so i'm gonna go over there and look at the the wheel of parchment <laughs> mm-hmm. so you you see a bunch of uh listings of sections like you know history Arcana and yeah, where yeah, it comes yeah. from and and whatnot. Are you looking for anything specific? <laughs> any kind of like magical spells, anything that I don't already have. Mm. Um, I gotta grab my Dungeon Master's Guide. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I planned for this. It's good. Uh huh. You see, you look in the Arcana section and you see a subcategory, uh, subcategory that is listed Manuals of Mortal Betterment, and that seems to mm. intrigue you. Okay, and I will go look for that mm-hmm. section. So um, it's really hard to tell where things are at because it's largely mm. destroyed, but I'll have right. you roll. What are you feeling, investigation or perception? Probably investigation. All right, roll some investigation for me. All right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a 22. Okay. So you move toward the back of the library looking around and one of the bookshelves that is still barely holding on has a few books left on the shelf. You see one of them is still intact, enough to be read. And can you roll a d10 for me? A d10? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, I can. That is a seven. <laughs> Second question. Do you have... Do you have two fifth level spell slots? No. I only have up to uh, third level. Okay. So, you pick up a book that is leather bound and on the front there's a sort of molten rocky face and you go to open it and Mm -hmm. as a spellcaster you are currently not practiced or strong enough to even read this book as it turns Mm. out. I'm so sorry. So, you're actually going to be taking 66 psychic damage. Oh, Ooh, my oh my god! <laughs> what? And down she goes. Sorry, one did more. You just, did you just die, Kim? I, I think I just died. 
Holy crap. 66? Oh this is what happens when you go in the <laughs> library. So that, actually, that actually wasn't too bad. You take 19 psychic damage. Uh, okay. Are you unconscious? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Say <laughs> 19. Is that... Okay. Is that... Kim. How much health do you have? I have 44, so I'm Oh, yeah, I'm you're okay fine. Don't even okay. worry about it. Yeah. So okay. you open this book and immediately you hear this very low... Uh, stone-like scratching against the surface. This voice emanate from the book, and you guys see Sai get blasted in the face with this force of energy, and papers go flying everywhere. Oh! Sai, you okay? Uh, not really. Bree Bree runs over to Sai. Oh, wow. Uh, don't. The pen is wider than the sword, Velvet says. This is why I never go into libraries. Uh, yeah, do you, do you wish to keep the book at all, by any chance? At all with um, you? Uh, do I do I know enough to, that like that's that I know that that's the reason why I got damaged, but that I could potentially uh, level up to being able to use it later? I mean, your character. I'll say like maybe size curiosity for learning of this magic specifically, yeah, you'll hold on to it mm-hmm. to see if you can unlock its secrets yeah. over time. If you wish, it's, okay. it's still definitely intact. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I think I'll take this with me, but um, and uh, he's going to... Um, he's gotten rid of his... He, he lost his rope back at the, the, the castle thing, so he doesn't have anything to bind it. Um, Lena picked that back up, actually. I I remember Lena specifically. Yeah, she because you guys left on the hippogriffs as Sai like jumped onto the hippogriff last second. Yeah, 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 Uh, Yeah, yeah. I did. So you Mm -hmm. have room. Okay, well, thanks. Um, So, uh, so he uh, get the rope and kind of bind it so it so it doesn't accidentally open up. Yeah, and uh, you definitely Mm -hmm. do successfully. Okay, great. What, What should I call this book? I mean, it, I don't know if you can tell me the exact title, but just... Hmm. Uh, for now, I would just put it as Mysterious Book, but make a, note, make a note that as soon as you unlock those fifth level, two fifth level slots, uh, okay. you will be able to read it. Right. So whenever that is. Nice. Yeah, other than that, uh, the library is largely destroyed. I'm sorry, friends. <laughs> I'm good, I got an axe. Velvet's gonna go over to Bree. Uh, Bree, do you have uh, the lightning um, thing that I already that I picked up? Um, is one of your spells that spell light, uh, lightning? Uh, lightning bolt. Light, lightning bolt. Lightning do you, bolt. Do you have lightning bolt? Um, no, I do not. I have awesome. guiding bolt, not lightning bolt. <laughs> okay, Velvet's gonna gonna bear on over to you and go. Listen, um. You know what? I don't even need a souvenir, I guess. You know, sometimes you just don't need something, you know? So I want you to have this. You're going to probably use it a lot more than I am. I don't like lightning anyway. So here you go. And he hands her the lightning bolt scroll. Oh, that was nice of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I totally don't need a single souvenir. You were so gung-ho about the, the artifacts and the You know, the I think shop. I've grown as a person as we've gone through this dungeon. And I think I'm better than I was. And, Is it the uh, maple liqueur? It's the yeah, I'm, I'm still a little drunk, so that's probably it. <laughs> In this moment as well, Mimic comes flying through the hallway that leads to the great entrance. 
Or no, I, I, I apologize. Mimic comes flying through the third hall, the third hallway on the right of those row of hallways, mm. and he flies onto your shoulder, Giriad, and he says, um, courtyard. Oh, fuck, <laughs> sorry, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> courtyard, ghouls. <laughs> oh. Hmm. That's not good. Not good at all. Mm. Do we want to deal with these ghouls, or are we just getting out out of here? I vote get out of here. Let's go I visit agree. our friend. But it's yeah, it, it seems like we can't stay for long because they're going to mm-hmm. be coming in. I say we have nothing to gain from these ghouls. And we so have the shards, so go. we need to go. Yeah, I agree because we have to keep the shards safe. All right, mm-hmm. bear, telly ho. Let's go to our <laughs> elf friend. Beautiful. So you guys make your way back through the treasury, back into the hall of heroes, and he's just sitting on the ground. He stands as you guys approach him. Are you ready to leave Deadwell finally? Yes. You got ghouls. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's... You gotta get a ghoul school here. I, I must admit I'm rather excited to leave this place, too. It's been thousands of years. Uh, Velvet puts his hand in the middle and says, Fighter Things Club hand thing? <laughs> oh, that's a thing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, well, it's and not, but, you know, I figured it could be. <laughs> it is now, and he and Cy puts his hand in. Ooh, that gave me tingle, Cy. Nice. So you guys all put your hands together, and he says, "If you're wishing to get the ritual, I would suggest heading northeast toward Elysia. That is my home, and the people there should be able to help you get to my tomb." Velvet looks at Geary and goes, is "That okay, buddy? Unless you wish to go elsewhere, but that is where it is." Okay. Thank you, Garriot. We we promise we'll go help you get back to your town. He he nods in, in understanding. Fighter Things Club, woo! <laughs> I just gotta bring can, up the. Can you drop us off close to uh, Elysia? Preferably near a bed and breakfast, if you wouldn't mind. Hmm. So fifty kilometers or- from Deadwell. He can get you guys, the closest he can get to you you guys there is Biden's. <laughs> oh, we're back. Oh, let's, yes. yeah, full circle. We okay. have friends in Biden's. We can look up the king and let him know everything. No, the, the king of Biden's is dead. You guys were in Isaac for him. Oh, yeah, we that the king is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet they're wondering, where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll deposit you guys about... Two kilometers outside of Biden's, you may do with that what you wish. It is the closest kingdom to Elysia. I must warn you, the woods that surround Elysia are dark and thick. You must tread carefully. And also very magical. The Fey Wilds surround our city. Oh, Velvet tingles and goes, What? <laughs> the Fey Wilds. Baby, I'm going <laughs> Baby, I'm going home. <laughs> And with that, he places his hand over top of yours in the circle and golden light begins to radiate out of his hand down each of your arms, up your bodies and begins to envelop you. In the last moment that you were in Deadwell, he looks to you, Lena, and he makes eye contact with you. And the last thing he does is stroke his jaw where his face is burnt and his tendons and chin bone are showing. And then you guys zoop out of Deadwell. And that is where we will end tonight's session. Yay. Yay. Good job, Two team. Shorts. Great Yay. session, job, everybody. Avery. Well done. Yeah. That was wonderful. Two shots.
Looking to immerse your players with some quality ambience? Then check out the YouTube channel Sword Coast Soundscapes, where they have over 100 different ambient soundscapes, some of which you can hear in this podcast. Or, if you're looking for some music to set the tone of that fantasy capital, or raise the stakes of combat, consider supporting Will Savino's Patreon named Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new tracks for your tabletop games. Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.